Good evening, everyone. Today we are on day 20. We're right on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, we're on our 21-day Eve uh, today, and we are uh, praying and fasting through this 21-day series. I'm blessed. I'm encouraged. I'm enlightened. I have uh, been just, um, you know, thrilled to be able to do this series and it's been helping me spiritually. And when you're doing something and you realize, wow, I have I have abstained or I have been keeping away from that bad habit. Uh, whenever you realize you've been doing it this long as we're on day 20, you only got one more day to go. And so right now, if you've been following since day one, right now you realize something. You can do it. You can go without it. That's what you realize. You can you can abstain from whatever it is you were trying to do or trying to fast from. And you can continue to do it if it's not a need or a necessity. You can continue to do it after the 21 days is up and you have uh, fully went through the whole process you realize that you can do it with you can go life you can you can go through regular life without it so i just want to welcome those that have been following since the beginning those that are just picking up this 21 day uh fast here on day 20 uh please please go back listen to day 1 through 19 come back here on day 20 and listen to it a second time and just be blessed through what the messages um, are entailed on here. So, you know, um, every day we're praying, we're fasting, we're believing, we're trusting God for something. We have a prayer request. Um, some of us need healing. Some of us might be in a season where, you know, you just feel aches and pains and the weather might be changing on you. And when the weather change, your body aches change. So, I, I get it. You know, when you get older, things happen. Or some of us are needing help uh, with an addiction in our lives. Just we really have a bad addiction. And I don't know what it might be for you. It might be food. It might be shopping. It might be uh, sex. Or it might be um, things dealing with sex. You know, so. Whatever your addiction is and you're fasting from, you know, know that God can help you. That's what this whole fasting is about. Fasting is so that we can grow closer to God and remove all distractions away from us so that we can move closer to him. The Lord, the, the God, God's word says, if we draw not to him, he'll draw not to us. In other words, he's waiting on you. Will you accept the call on your life, first of all, to know him as your personal Lord and Savior, and second of all, to grow your relationship with him? And as you're growing your relationship with him, you, you can't do anything else but share how good God has been to you. That's the great thing about being an ambassador of Christ. Um... You share your testimony with people. 
that's what life is all about. Um, life is all, all about going through this journey. You go through a situation and you share that situation about how you were able to cross through whatever somebody might be going through similar. You know, and, and what it does is what, whatever you were able to go through, it helps encourage the person to continue the, the path or they might have some questions for you. Like, how did you handle this? You know, how did you go through that when you was going through this? And then that's when you share. So let's get let's get into the word today. Second uh, Corinthians, second Corinthians six and 14. Uh, it reads second Corinthians six and 14 from the NIV version. It reads, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do uh, what do righteous and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness that is second corinthians 6 and 14 this is paul writing to the corinthian church and he's starting off giving them warnings about idolatry and he switches over um, in talking about being yoked with unbelievers you know we all have a, a thought process we want to be um, partnered up with somebody we want some we don't want to live this life alone and and God didn't intend us to live life alone also God didn't intend he did not intend for everybody to be married let me repeat that God did not intend for everybody to be married it is okay to be single. It is okay um, to live your life for the Lord and be single. It is okay. And sometimes God gives people that gift where you, they don't need nobody. But there are some individuals listening to this podcast right now. You are seeking a husband. You are seeking a wife. And so the word of God gives us instructions as you are uh, going about your your everyday life, your everyday routine, you don't rush this thing. You don't rush relationships. You let it happen naturally as God intends it to do so. You you could be running your everyday course and you come across somebody. Uh, they introduce themselves, you introduce back, and it just becomes a short, brief conversation into you know, uh, a, 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 a story where you are able to get to know that person over a period of time. And so what the word of God tells us is do not be yoked with unbelievers. See, at that time, understanding the time frame, the Corinthian church, they they were already into idolatry. They were already uh, and the reason they were into idolatry is because they had been mixing uh, their people with some people from foreign lands. They had taken some people as uh, captive, uh, and they were some of them were slaves in their home. Some of them just became uh, their their partners in life. They ended up, you know. Uh, having having intimate relationships with these foreign land foreign foreigners and what ends up happening is they start taking on their habits 
They took on their habits of idolatry. So he already knew this. And so he was giving them instructions uh, to not be yoked together with unbelievers. So here's here's some things that you want to look for uh, as far as attributes are concerned when you are out there and you're considering somebody for a, a spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You know, number one, you need to consider their manners and how they treat people. Consider their manners and how they treat people. See, it's not always about the looks. It's not always about um, how well they dress and the physical appearance. Yes, that's important as far as attractiveness, but you do know that attractiveness will fade away. The things that you see on the outside of a person, how beautiful they look, how handsome he is, how tall, uh, dark and handsome he is, how how nice and Coke bottle shaped she is. You know, all of that physical attractiveness is good, but it's not everything. See, what happens is a lot of people go for the attractiveness of an individual, but they don't go for the inner attractiveness of that person. Like they don't, sometimes they let the, they let the physical outweigh the inner qualities of the person. Yeah. That person, um, it even, even they might, they might even have a lot of, um, a lot of good things about them as far as like having money, having a car, having a house, having a good job, you know, being wealthy, got money in the bank, got 401k, you know, all of these different things. But does this person know Christ? Huh. That's what the word of God is talking about right here. Some of us, we settle for the people that have all of those great qualities. And then here you have another young individual. He may not be... um, well established as this other person he may not have you know the car the house the the 401k the money in the bank he might not have all of it but one thing i can say or you could say about him is he knows god he has a personal relationship with him but that right there is not your turn on it's not something that really you say that's important to you but When it comes down to checking things off of a list for you, you want somebody to be full packaged. Well, just know that the person that you are attracted to because of your sinful nature, he has some he has some area of of growth in his spiritual uh, self. He needs to work on he needs to work on learning the scriptures. If you want somebody to be your potential spouse and it's a man especially then that person needs to know the word of God you do not want a man leading your family who is not in the scriptures in other words if they're not in the scriptures how can God be in there in the center of your relationship and how can God be the head of the house 
or ahead of him. And, and you know, if if you want him to lead your family, he has to be headed by God. So that means that there has to be some some spiritual maturity there. Even if he's a babe in Christ, he has to be a person that's seeking the word for his life. It is not always about, man, I, I, I can't stress this enough. It is not always about, man, he got a great job. He got a great car. He got the good house. He got money in the bank. He is tall and handsome. He got six pack. He's always in the gym working out, all of it. Like all of that physical, that stuff withers and fades away. After you've gotten um, out of that zone of being well attracted to that person, now what? You know, do they share spiritual values and beliefs with you? Do they show genuine interest in what you have to say? What are their interests? Um, how do they treat people they're not trying to impress? You know, like I was saying earlier, once the newness of the initial attraction wears off, you remember when he used to give you butterflies or every time you saw her, you was like, ooh. Now that stuff has worn off after y'all have been dating for a while. And then there has to be something more, more than the uh, initial attraction that keeps y'all, you know, relationship going. So think about what you really want and don't entrust your heart to someone without first ascertaining their suitability. Like, are they suitable for you? And that's where prayer comes into the place. The only way to do that is to ask questions and develop x-ray vision so you can learn to read their motives through their mannerisms if you're going to make an informed decision about sharing your life with a person and sharing the most intimate vulnerable parts of yourself literally and figuratively you must open your eyes along with all of your senses and really see the person for who they are So here's the thing I would say today. Four words. Stop. Look. Listen. Pray. Stop, look, listen, and pray. That's the Bible's formula for making a wise decision anyway when it comes to choosing a mate for life. This this is also applicable when you're choosing business partners and you're choosing friends. And you're choosing people that you would like to associate with. Do not be, I mean, listen, it's okay to, to be able to mingle in with the crowd. And um, it's okay to be, you know, around non-believers. But as far as engaging into business matters or uh, a partnership or a marriage that's a whole nother different ball game. A person needs to already know Christ. If you are a believer, they need to be a believer. Don't get married when they're not a believer and you're a believer and expecting for them to change. 
be the person that's proactive about um, a person like a person that you choose. You don't want somebody in your life and you trying to um, preach them, preach them to, to, and to preach them in to convert them. Oh, no, you can't convert them. Only God can do that. You have to put that into God's hands. One plants, another waters, but it's God that has the increase. So in other words, you only thing you can do is stop, look, listen, and pray when it comes to choosing your mates or your person that you're going to have in your life. So Lord, we come to you on today. We praise you. We give you all the honor and the glory. We know that there are so many different things that we have been praying for during this 21-day fast. Some individual right now is praying for a husband or a wife. Some individual is praying for the right uh, network of people to help flourish, to really take their business off to the next level. And so we pray right now, Lord, that you will open up that door, allow a person to stop, look, listen, and pray. Help them to really listen to you. Help them to really pay attention to a person before they really get serious with them. Help individuals to not be quick to get into intimacy. Help us to to do what your word says and, and, and not fornicate. Help us to uh, be people that are great examples to the next generation. And help us uh, understand that you are a good guy. So even if we messed up in the past and we've gotten into a relationship and we were yoked together with unbelievers, we know, God, that you are still uh, a forgiving God. And you can help us to uh, move forward after some of our bad mistakes that we've made in the past. And help us to realize, God, that if we made a mistake in the past, to not let it be something that hangs over our head. Help us to ask for forgiveness and move on. Ask for forgiveness, forgive ourselves as well, and move on. And sometimes what ends up happening is whatever we did have a bad choice about allows us to be better people in the future to make a great choice. And so we pray um, today, Lord, as we have one more day of fasting and praying, help us, help us to make great decisions, help us to continue to read your word. And as we're reading and meditating, Speak to us like only you can. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.